I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I don't care who you are, there are some things that we simply never admit. For example, when you get a phone call on a Saturday morning at 2 a.m., first thing you think is, oh my God, I hope this is the wrong number. But it sometimes turned out to be a friend who immediately says, I didn't wake you, did I? 2 a.m. Saturday morning. But you never admit that you were sleeping. You don't admit that your idiot friend just woke you up when you started having a dream about Catherine Zeta-Jones and her twin sister Desiree. <laughs> no, sir. When your friend says, I didn't wake you, did I? You say something like, no, I was just sitting here in my big, comfortable black leather papa chair in my living room reading the Bible. <laughs> That's just one of those harmless lies that keep best friends from taking after Cain and Abel. You know, especially when it comes to politics, this stuff. But you know, that leads me to wonder if there really is anything like a harmless lie. Guess next time I'm reading the Bible, I'll have to check out the Ten Commandments, see if I can find any appropriate loopholes. Anyway, the first time I looked in the Bible, which was a long time ago, I found something that if I tell you about it, I will get into a lot of trouble. In fact, the most violently religious among you may even seek an immediate return to the custom of human sacrifice with me as the honoree. But, you know, most of you don't know where I live, so I think I'll tell you anyway. Here's what I found in the Bible all of those years ago when I was a kid. In Exodus, God tells Moses, quote, I am that am sometimes translated as I am who am, but the original evidently is I am that am. All of a sudden, all those years ago, my 11-year-old logic kicked in, and I realized that in my comic books, Popeye the Sailor Man always said, quote, I am what I am, end quote. I think I was in the fifth grade at the time, and I made the mistake of pointing out to Sister Mary Knucklebuster that God might be claiming to be Popeye. <laughs> Sister Knucklebuster immediately told me if I ever said anything like that again, she would have me, along with my girlfriend Eve and our pet snake, expelled from heaven, which is also known as St. Gregory's Grammar School in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I have had a problem with both Popeye and religion ever since. That's true. Louie Louie generation folks should remember Popeye the sailor man. You do, don't you? Huh? Popeye was always eating spinach and chasing his girlfriend olive oil. I think he thought that spinach must have had a certain Viagral effect. Popeye had a lot of great sayings, though, and every time he came up with a great saying, a light bulb went off over his head. It's got to be a... because I can't light a light bulb up here, you know? I, I don't know the name of the cartoonist. He came up with that idea, but I really I think it's brilliant. And when I get a good idea, or I hear somebody else's really interesting idea, it feels exactly like that to me. Hey, it's light bulb time. 
sticks to tails, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's always waking you up just when you start dreaming about Catherine Zeta-Jones and her sister Desiree out the other ear and you can grab a silly grin and win. We're finding out more and more about life in Iran. This is true. In Iran, a leftover dinner that you eat for breakfast is called an S-H-I-T-T-A. A shitta. Hey, honey, how about a bite of shitta? <laughs> no wonder those poor people have problems. If the answer is not paying bills, what is the question? If the answer is not paying bills, what is the question? Don't know, do you? Of course not. I haven't told you yet, but I will in a minute. In Atoma, Kansas, it is illegal to throw knives at men wearing striped suits. Yes, they must have had some pretty intense basketball and hockey games in Natoma. The smart guys in the white lab coats have proudly announced just now that dragonflies live more than five years before maturing. Big deal. I've lived my whole life without maturing. All right. If the answer is not paying bills, the question is, what is your favorite childhood memory not paying bills <laughs> favorite childhood memory only kidding dr freud only kidding dicks to tails they take your mind off your mind little housekeeping here if you like these podcasts or my spoken word cds at dicksummer.com or my book staying happy healthy and hot available at amazon.com shameless plug Please tell a couple of friends, will you? Because they might like them too, and you would be doing me a favor. So, thank you very much. I really do have a problem with religion. But I want you to understand, it's my problem, not yours. I don't have a problem with your religion, unless your religion happens to call for hurting people. In fact, my cousin Damien is a priest. And Damien is a totally good and honest guy who really cares about people. He does. But Damien is also a hunky, handsome man. And I have seen that cause some problems for a few women, no kidding. And in fact, it is the inspiration for a totally fictional story in my Night Connections spoken word CD. The story is called The Reverend Father Flowers. You've never been able to look him in the eyes for more than an instant. You've always been afraid that you'll get pulled right in there somehow, all the way down deep inside his mind, and never be able to find your way out again. This is no ordinary man. He is intense, sensitive, loving, and totally dedicated to his work. You are happily married. You love your husband and all three of your kids. But his voice reaches down so far inside you that you feel like he has fondled and caressed you like no man has ever done before. As a matter of fact, he did. He was your first lover. He was in high school, in the back seat of his old car. It was the first time for both of you. Most of your friends look back on losing their virginity with a laugh at best. But not you. It was tender, loving, and wonderful. Because he made it that way for you. He gave you the most extraordinary nickname. He called you Flowers. 
He said he loved the naked smell of you. He said it reminded him of late summer flowers. That must have been ten years ago. He joined the army, and you tried to forget him. You married the first nice guy who asked you and settled down and started your family. He was shipped over to the Middle East. He learned to deal with killing. So it was quite a shock when he suddenly reappeared in your life, looking down at you from the pulpit in church. You weren't quite sure that he saw you at first. He was a little nervous, giving his first sermon and his new assignment at your parish. Then he looked you right in the eye and smiled. The years haven't changed him much. He's a little huskier, but he's still almost young man handsome. He met you at the door after Mass. You told him how surprised you were. You told him about your husband and your kids. Then you invited him to dinner, and he accepted. You talked about all the laughs you had as high school kids, and the hopes and all the memories. Well, all of the memories except one. Even after all of these years, you still can't look into his eyes for more than just an instant. And why did he have to bring you flowers? seriously, being a priest has to be a tough life. You give up your sex life, and every Saturday night, every Catholic in the neighborhood comes to you to confess about theirs. My cousin Damien's a good guy. He's also a hunky, handsome guy. I honestly don't know how he does it. The story is called The Reverend Father Flowers. It's from my Night Connection Spoken Word CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast, or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to DickSummer.com, check out the Night Connections icon on the homepage. There have been some amazing light bulbs going off in my life. How about one small step for a man and one giant leap for mankind? That is a truly great light bulb quote from Neil Armstrong. I've been a pilot since 1983. Neil Armstrong was a pilot for the ages. Neil Armstrong's flight to the moon changed human beings from being the great-great-great-grandchildren of monkeys into a race of space travelers. Neil Armstrong died a few years ago, and his family asked that we remember him with a very simple action. They said, the next time there's a full moon, just remember Neil for a moment and then wink at the moon. I don't think that's too much to ask, so I do it every full moon. Another light bulb comment came in by email from my friend Robert, whose wife just presented him with a tiny bundle of wet, stinky, noisy joy. Robert says, Hey Dick, when I'm way too busy and I get a headache, I do what it says on the aspirin bottle. 
I take two aspirin and I keep away from children. <laughs> Proud podcast person Tom P. said, quote, Universal sex education for all teens will solve the problem of teenage pregnancy because it's education. And because it is education, kids will be bored. They will not pay attention in class. They will refuse to study and absolutely refuse to do their homework. How can this plan fail? <laughs> I like Tom P's logic. And here is another light bulb quote from proud podcast person Jim from Saugus, Massachusetts. Jim says, quote, relationships are hard. They're like a full-time job, and we should treat them as such. If your significant other wants to leave you, he or she should give you two weeks' notice. There should be severance pay. And the day before they leave, they should find you a temp. <laughs> and the late, very great Johnny Carson always lit up the night when he said, quote, the problem with the designated driver program is it's not a desirable job. But if you ever get sucked into it, have some fun. At the end of the night, drop your buddies off at the wrong houses. <laughs> to be honest about it, I really don't have a problem with God, even if it seems he wants to pretend to be Popeye. But I have a problem with religion. And the problem is I'm not smart enough to understand God, I guess. That's all. So I, I, rec I found a way around the problem. I was sitting out in my yard a while ago. It was a beautiful day, and I was admiring some ancient oak trees who had been kind enough to wait right there in my yard for a century or two till I can enjoy their company. And I was watching a hawk circling up there in a thermal in the blue sky four minutes and he didn't move a wing and then my beautiful lady wonder wench came home from shopping and she gave me a big soft smile and she said hi <laughs> you know her voice you, you could pour her voice on pancakes and it would work and it was then that i realized I was, i'm just making too much of a simple situation i wanted to say thanks for these things because because you gotta but if I have a problem with God, I kept asking, well, okay, who am I thanking? What is God all about? And that's when a, a Popeye light bulb went in my head. All of a sudden, I realized that all I got to do is say, thank you. Because anybody as smart as God is going to understand. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths, come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.